And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hi, Dave. What's up, Joe? How's it going? <laughs> it's going. Yeah? Yeah. Where are you? I'm at home in uh, Edmonds, Washington. I just was recording for, I guess, 10 days. It feels like I'm getting home from a trip, even though I've slept in my bed every night. That's good. It felt like you left town. It did. I don't want to speak for you, but I imagine, like me... You need that feeling. I really did. And just to be, I mean, there's risk. Like I still am worried for a couple of weeks, like what kind of exposure, you know, I was indoors with the good airflow in this place, but we, and everybody was masked up and, you know, but I got a burrito at a taco truck a couple of times. And, but the, but seeing people and like doing work, especially work that, is feels meaningful was like i needed it so bad i mean i was i don't want to jinx it because i'll probably get there again but i mean i was doing really bad (laughs) (laughs) and then just just getting to do work that i love with people who who are good and who i have a good rapport with was it really helped it was like life-saving it felt like so you weren't doing so good no um but it's I think it makes sense. I mean, these are stressors that no one is used to. Yeah. What has your day looked like for the last nine months? I've been making a transition. Uh, my kid's mom and I split up. Uh, we're coming up about a year. And uh, so a lot of my year has been trying to figure out what the new 
setup looks like with the kids. And we turned the house that we've lived in for 15 years into a duplex. So I'm in the basement and built an extra room on the basement into the garage so that the kids had some place to stay because they come back and forth. So for me, my days have been trying to do some work, but mostly just sorting out the transition of like, it felt like moving into a new place gradually and fixing that place up gradually. But yeah, mixed with just what's happening in the world and like days of trying but not getting much done i i did a, i did a, a live stream once a week every week for about six months and that was amazing it was an obligation and that people were expecting it at a certain time every week and it helped organize my energy and playing songs even in that weird environment always felt really good uh and recently i stopped doing that like a month ago or and uh i think I was aware of the demand of it while I was doing it in a way that was like, oh, crap, it's time to do that again. And then when I stopped doing it, I became aware of what a helpful thing it had been to Mm -hmm. just play songs and have interaction with people. And so I might start doing that again on some sort of level. You know, if you're playing every single week and people know it, it's a kind of oversaturation that people there's no urgency like yeah bazan plays every week so yeah yeah it's interesting to put that out there consistently in a time like this your fans were like it probably meant a lot to them to know that it was there once a week yeah and there were regulars that kind of i mean the the nature of my tunes is it is like grief processing almost all of it and so for those folks it was a, and for me too, it was like a weekly kind of meeting that we were going to. Yeah, a little routine. Um, we got some good news about a vaccine. How you feel about that? I'm hopeful. I, I'm kind of learning COVID was the first time. I, I have this thing in my life where I always think, oh, this bad feeling is temporary or this compromise situation or this bummer situation is temporary. And I always am hopeful and looking for when it's, it will end or like Lucy will not pull the football this time. Yeah. (laughs) And so COVID is the first time where I thought I'm, you know, we're all just like leaning forward toward like when this could just possibly be over. And it's the first time that I kind of thought, are you, are you falling for it again? Like, is this just the way that it goes now? But the vaccine is, it kind of made me think like, no, this is real. Like there are for-profit companies who are invested in, getting this out there and making a shit ton of money. And so that might mean that it actually could be a thing. Yeah. I guess what I meant to say, I said, so we have a vaccine. We do potentially have a vaccine. It may be being approved today. It was approved in Canada two or three days ago. And of course the UK, they're using it. And with any hope, people will start using it this month, mid-December. And uh, is the way that it's being rolled out just through people's like healthcare providers and don't know. Yeah. I'm a big advocate of recruiting people like it's a war. Yeah. Like here's your number. I will not go to Canada. I will stay here and drive trucks full of frozen vaccines across the country. No problem. We'd be really good at that. They should have all the bands with a trailer full of frozen vaccines play shows 
and deliver fucking vaccine. Yeah, instead of a merch person, you've got the vaccine RN who's administering the vaccine. Yeah, uh, turnouts would be... <laughs> I mean, turnouts are going to be cool anyways. I mean, well, I take that back. Once confidence that people aren't at risk uh, kicks in, the shows are going to be just a really beautiful thing. Yeah. I feel like as this thing has gone on to to decide, like, should I look forward and try to imagine something better? Or is that too much torture when you're just sitting in the rea- the current reality? But to think about getting to travel again and to play music, and it's funny that that's such a will-they-won't-they they kind of situation. But Yeah, and, you know, part of our apprehension and doubt, or at least mine, is, of course, the lack of information and planning on our current president Donald <laughs> Trump is uh he's definitely not a uh, organized tour manager let's put it that way well and it seems like it's it's they're doing negative planning i mean whatever choice they can make to like dilute the possibility of anything working well that they're, they're that's what they're doing uh now that he's lost are you surprised that an adult man in his position is hiding information that probably is dangerous for our national health and security? I'm not surprised, but whenever he got elected four years ago, I think all of this was included in that. Just knowing like once he's in the, the odds that he will never leave are like 50, 50, the damage that can be done with, Republican Senate and him. It's not surprising. I mean, I, I just thought, how bad can it get? About two weeks after he got elected, I drank like an 80 milligram like legal soda THC thing and watched Kung Fu Panda or something with the family. And um, I just had this, I was sitting on the couch having such a different experience from everybody else because I just was picturing like pandemic and like just all of the dominoes. I just watched them all fall in my mind and i thought oh no you know what are you going to do and then i just thought just put one foot in front of the other like the odds that all of this shit is going to happen is really good I do believe, I try not to use the word hope, and I'm not going to get into that, but <laughs> I just don't. It, sound, it sounds kind of aggressive, <laughs> but it's true. I really am apprehensive about using the word hope, but I do believe that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and yeah. it's not a train, as Justin Trosper used to say. Yeah. Well, what gives me hope <laughs> what gives me a sense that it could work is that not everybody is falling into uh, it's such a tricky thing to talk about but for me i can see my own capacity to uninvest in like the unquestioning participation in late capitalism as a good sign i can like my life i'd really love to socialize with people more and more freely but in terms of just the unquestioning way in which I would just click buy or like swipe my card or 
there's a sense in which this austerity that's been sort of thrust on everybody is actually a better way of living in many ways. And there's no economy that can work moving forward without people's ability to do a more needs-based kind of economy. And that gives me some hope just to see that I like cooking at home more, or I like a slower, quieter, less busy life. Like the fast, cheap, and out-of-control aspect of our society just got shut down. And I think maybe a lot of us are realizing like, oh yeah, there's actually parts of this that I needed and can take into the new sort of open society that hopefully comes soon. Yeah, I agree with you. That's sometimes the positive thing that I arrive at when I'm thinking about all this stuff. Well, outside of pandemic, election, social injustice, Mm vaccine news have you been participating watching reading anything that's silly light i mean if mandalorian is light and ted lasso and i've been re-watching joe para what's that you will love it he's a comedian and made this tv show that doesn't really function like any other tv show it's kind of like bob newhart the tone and the pacing is just wonderfully odd and unique. It has a All silliness right. to it that is fantastic. It really celebrates the mundane aspects of, of life. Have you watched How To with John Wilson? No, but that's on my my short list. That is a show unlike no other show that's ever been made before. I find it super interesting conceptually, and of course I love all of the content and it's hard to explain it. And if I explained it, it might give away some of the magic. Um, The one striking thing to me is I started watching and around the fourth episode, I was like, this is the most soothing thing I've watched in years. Yeah. But you have to get used to it. It's really weird and funny. That's similar to the Joe Parra thing. It's very soothing. And it also is a, it's a, like my kid's mom and I tr- tried to watch it together and she was just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having this. Like the, t- the pacing is, it's a, it's a gear shift. Yeah. Um, That's what John Wilson is too. I'm excited yeah. about that. Um, I have a funny thing that happened. We just got a TV, big news in my family. Amazing. Big news for me and my wife. We <laughs> haven't had a TV in 20 years, either of us. Just computer screen. Computer. Yeah, not to say that we don't go into separate rooms and watch TV on a screen <laughs> separately for hours, which that's not a good look, I don't think. So now we have a TV. We're back to I America. Like it. Here's, here's what I like about that, that there is a kind of codependency that can creep into when the only TV I watched was things that were approved by both of us. There was just a lot of shows that I missed out on. I like the idea of like, okay, you go there and you do... I. That seems healthy to me. I want to just don't lose that totally. <laughs> All right. I will try not to lose that totally. I'm sure. And no one's going to want to watch the Grateful Dead doc with me. So there you go. Um, did you have much touring scheduled in 2020 and or 2021? We had 35 house shows scheduled for 2020. That's a lot. Yeah. Like uh, May and June. And so of course, we just canceled them, and that'll be the first thing up whenever. I mean, when it begins again, 
we don't have holds in venues. I mean, I think that those are spoken for whenever it opens. It seems like that it'll be three months at least of previous holds or previous bookings. or And so I bet the plan is to put out a record in June and then hopefully play some shows within a few months of that and house shows. But I, it's hard to know how realistic that is. On one le- level, it seems like that makes sense if people are getting vaccines now. But then again, it could be I don't I don't know how to what do you People, what what do you think about summer shows? Does that seem like a pipe dream? I am protecting myself from that thought. <laughs> yeah, and I understand. Every time it comes up, I'm just like, nope, shut it down. Yeah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't even think about it except that there's a record coming out and there's just the, the hope of Yeah, I I think about it. I will admit that I feel like there'll be some shows, especially in the UK and yeah, probably Europe, not necessarily for any of my bands, but um, I think that'll happen. I mean, now it's funny watching TV shows. It's hard to like people are meeting each other and shaking hands and having dinner together in restaurants. And I just think, are we going to be spooked about those things for how long are we all going to? So yeah, it, it was a bummer to, to not get to, go play a bunch of shows obviously but there's way bigger bummers that have continued to cascade Um, yeah well i'm gonna play a song i want to play quietest friend in lieu of people being able to see you live anytime real soon sounds like you might stream have you been playing this when you've been doing streaming shows you know this song i've closed i closed every single streaming show that i did with this song all right well until then let's hear this version Devil's bargain made 
sound as a fan that's my favorite song on the record thank you so much sean lane who played drums on that record he has this instrument called the bike and it's this sort of noise generating instruments kind of system that he has and he played on the record that i was just working on and we were talking about that recording and that of that song and that record we tracked live without a click so there were a couple of tunes that one and another one or two that we just that's just the three of us in a room playing and no overdubs. Or I think there's a guitar overdub on that one. And um, it's one of my favorite recordings that I've made. And then the song is, it just happens to be like a really special song to me personally. Where'd you record it? At X in Belltown before mm-hmm. they demolished it or whatever. It was a neat place. It felt, it felt out of character to be there. Um, it had a sound that really, for me, worked for the feeling of Phoenix being kind of slick and maybe like overblown or I, I don't know how to... I was trying to capture the feeling of the town, which is a complicated feeling. It's not the greatest... People don't always have a great experience in Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a town that people that I travel with and we go there, people are just like, what is this place? You know, this sucks. And then there's other times you can go there where it's just the most magic. And so that room at, at X kind of had an ephemeral kind of quality that that spoke to that. And Studio X was, I mean, 
I looked at that as kind of the big showbiz Hollywood studio for Seattle in the 90s, right? Totally. Whenever Soundgarden made their comeback record, I think it was there. And Dave Matthews would walk that place out for months. And I mean, it was the, yeah, it was the big high budget studio, I think, around. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're working on a second Pedro record, right? Not a, not a bizarre record. Yeah. I have, I'll just say, say I'm making this five album series and um, more or less just finished number two. Yeah, it's going. It's going how I had hoped. It's kind of a crazy plan, but all right. So far, it's working. And you're making that now, and that's going to come out in June or July. End of June. Yeah. Well, a pandemic cannot stop a record release. No, there's a way to release it, yeah. even if none of the other promotional considerations happen. Um, Thanks to ones and zeros. Yeah. And they're still, you know, pressing vinyl, although maybe people are aware, but there have been a lot of, it's just being dismantled slowly. A pressing plant or two burned down and like a warehouse that has like a bunch of backstock of titles. And yeah, like I I was joking with Bob, like if these right wing nut jobs really want to be effective, they just need to shut down music making because it's still a tool that is available to like get people turned on to the truth about being a human and they're doing a good job of shutting it down (laughs) there's no shows you know digital streaming is definitely kind of gutting ability for artists to make like a living wage do you have any new music in your life right now i listen to the shabazz palace's record the new one that hit me pretty hard really like that it's just so dang playful sonically in a way that is really tickles me um i was recommended to spend time with the taylor swift record folklore which i have and it makes me feel emotional and engaged and then the very next song i'm like super angry at like songwriting and production choices and like it just it's just like i'm all over the map with it where like i really connect it's hard to listen to records or music sometimes as just like a person who's taking the whole thing in and not sort of picking it apart and with that record i i was kind of going back and forth like i could just be engulfed in what she is trying to do and it just getting taken on a journey and then the next thing like the journey that she wants to take me on is like just really objectionable to me for some reason um, i listened to mary Lattimore. uh she plays harp and electronics and things but she has a record called silver ladders that came out a couple months ago that's amazing i've been listening to that one two three four
Um, well, I'm going to let you go here in a sec. I have one more question for you. What have you been doing when things are killing you during this pandemic, the stress and the anxiety? Mm. How do you cope with it? Do you have any sort of, it doesn't necessarily have to be advice, but maybe what you do will help people out. Trying to find routines is fine, but I've kind of run out of steam. I have to have some routines based around things that I, that give me something back, which is hard to find. There's like an escape that I look for. And like with TV, like I'll binge watch TV and that kind of makes me feel okay. But then you have the hangover from like, I've just been sitting around, you know, doing nothing. I felt like if I could listen to audiobooks and ones that were kind of for fun where I'm in like, getting involved with the characters and like something to obsess over that isn't a TV show or um, something to kind of come back to so that then I have the audiobook in my ear and then I can do all my chores and having the place clean makes a big difference. If I let that go, I start getting really bummed and I don't always know why. And then I find a way to like clean everything up again. And then it's like, Oh, okay. So like keeping the place clean, but also keeping distracted and on, I don't know, some, some form of escapism that isn't like substance abuse or, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Although that has its place, I certainly engage in plenty of that. That audiobooks have been scratching that itch for me. Um, and then music. I, I forget both making music for me or anybody who makes music but also listening to music and, and having playlists and things. I haven't been the best at curating that stuff or planning like, here's a playlist for today. And I'm trying to do that more. And it, music helps so much. All right, man. I'm going to let you go. Thank nice you. Nice talking. I hope to see you soon. Maybe in the next three months we can see each other somewhere. Masked up. Vaccinated up. Who knows? All right, man. Take it easy. Thanks again. Yeah, bye, Joe. Bye. Same old easy talk
Dann war 